So with the upcoming presidential election, we continue our series of uh, glances at the various pledges. We are being bombarded, aren't we, by them, each candidate preparing policies and promises, apparently, to bring about reform in different areas, including the economy, changes to create more jobs, more job security, to raise the corporate tax burden. Professor Song Suyong from Chungang University Department of Economics is on the line to help us through these. Good morning to you. Thank you so much for joining us. So the front runner coming to him first, Moon Jae-in, pledging to set up a new committee dedicated to the fourth industrial revolution in the hope of creating more jobs in the tech sector. We've seen An Chol Su very much at the forefront of the fourth industrial revolution comments. Perhaps Moon himself is trying to also position himself in that respect. But what specific jobs would that committee take on? Yeah, actually, the uh, fourth industrial revolution has two sides, which are very contrastive by nature. One is to increase the job opportunity for the newly uh, developed uh, industry. However, on the other hand, there is uh, some displacement of labor workers and for the uh, general people. To that regard, in this committee is, I think, uh, focus on the new create, uh, new created, newly created jobs. But actually, these jobs uh, entails a very high skill and high pay. Therefore, as a result, this uh, this scope and the scale could be widespread. However, the numbers of the newly created jobs could be some limited, in a sense. Well, flipping over to Hong Junpyo of the Conservative Liberty Career Party, uh, he's opposed to active government intervention in creating jobs, suggesting, unsurprisingly, I suppose, given his political stance, that it should be left to the private sector. Uh, so what are some drawbacks to actually limiting government intervention going the other way? I think, uh, actually, recently we have seen the secular stagnation has been prevalent for the past several uh, years. As a result, the private sectors cannot afford some driving forces to rejuvenate the economic growth rate. That's why we need some government intervention. So to increase the demand for the, uh, uh, for the economy, then the people should have some uh, incomes and uh, money to spend. Otherwise, the, uh, the companies will not have any incentive to Produce. So, to that regard, I think the private sector does not have, cannot afford creating new jobs uh, for the moment. In the long run, they could uh, uh, create new jobs, but for the time being, uh, I don't think the private sectors could have uh, uh, potential uh, strengths to create new jobs. To that, so that's why uh, his approach is uh, a little bit uh, out of the. Okay. Uh, keeping in mind recent scandals involving Korean conglomerates, mm-hmm. how is okay. the public reacting to Moon and Hong's policies? Mm. Actually, uh, the conglomerate scandal involved with uh, the uh, previous president, Park Geun-hye, was uh, actually a serious threat uh, to the Korean economy. Because uh, recently, in the uh, last two years, even IMF and OECD has predicted the co- 
Korea's potential growth rate was estimated as higher than 3% or 2.8%, but that was reduced to 2.6%. The only reason why we have suffered such a low economic growth rate for the two years is going to be uh, due to attributed to the some uh, economic scandals. Therefore, we can see the public's uh, uh, wrath or anger against the conglomerates is focused on. Rather than spending the money or that is accumulated in the company to uh, make some R&D and create new jobs, mm. rather they have spent those money to offer the bribe to guarantee their future uh, a stronghold on the economy. Therefore, that is very bad. Yes, of course. Uh, that certainly will feed public dissatisfaction, even just to hear you saying that, to remind us of of those scandals. And even as we've been hearing this week about the economic recovery the country's experiencing, obviously your suggestion is that the bounce back could have been greater had companies yeah. been investing more heavily. Um, a, a name that we've not touched on so far, uh, not greatly, apart from my brief mention with the Fourth Industrial Revolution, An Chol-su, focusing very much on spurring youth employment, promising 80% of salaried big business employees uh, what they earn to younger people hired by smaller companies. He's also promised a 300,000 won monthly subsidy during the first six months of youth job training. How effective do you think those pledges could prove to be? Yeah, actually, this approach is just the enhancement of welfare for the youth who are now unemployed. Now, being unemployed means that they need some training time and they need to find some income to support their lives until they find uh, some uh, satisfactory or um, regular and uh, secured job. Therefore, this approach should be uh, some kind of subsidy that is offered to the youth who are unemployed. Also, Antos require this uh, subsidy to be used for the retraining. However, rather than these uh, uh, 300,000 won, that is only limited for the usage of this uh, uh, subsidy for education. Rather, why not to support the youth to live on the money and then they could freely uh, find uh, some skills and learnings of course, those learnings, I think, should be provided and offered by the government because the private sector does not have, they do not want to spend money to uh, re-educate or train for their own labor forces. Simply, they would like to lay off the labor and they would like to hire the newly invented artificial intelligence or robotics. That could uh, increase the productivity much higher. So. Therefore, this uh, 300,000 won that is offered by Antolsu to uh, for the uh, youth who are unemployed is uh, should be uh, attribute uh, should be uh, a some subsidy for the uh, unemployed youth for wealth uh, for welfare enhancement. Yeah. So even here. Closing the gap to big businesses seems to be a prevalent theme. And we see a divide there within the conservative camps. Yu Sung Min of the Baron Party, the breakaway camp, voicing the need to raise corporate tax burden from 185 to 22% to support welfare spending. But you've still got Hong Jun Pyo there stating 
that he would actually cut corporate tax if mm. firms increase employment, invest more in R&D. Mm. Drawing on what you've already said earlier through this interview, which of those approaches would be more likely to work? Uh, I have to uh, tweet differently a little bit, but the uh, return of the corporate tax which was reduced by the previous uh, President Lee Myung-bak as early as uh, 2010 or 9. Actually, that is returned to the original level. So we should, uh, once it is returned, we, that could have a long-term effect. So that could not be touched anymore. However, the cutting of the corporate taxes for the firms who increased employment and investment in R&D should be very short-term benefit to be offered to the companies. Otherwise, the, forever these uh, companies would like to just hire some people and enjoy the benefit of the lower tax, the corporate tax rate. And uh, even though they uh, spend money for the R&D, even though the result could not be any uh, more fruitful. So to that regard, I think we have to focus on the corporate tax rate once it is uh, returned to the 22%, that should remain for the long-term period. Then, the other, on the other hand, the, the benefit that is offered, the, offered for the increased employment and uh, investment R&D should be uh, limited for the, uh, for the relatively short uh, period of time. Yeah, yeah we, we've got you, who's got this economics expertise behind him, also pledging to guarantee 11 hours of minimum rest, preventing work outside regular labour hours. Um, Shim Sang-jung of mm -hmm. the minor opposition Justice Party has gone further, wanting to curb labour hours to 35 per week, which sounds low for us here in Korea, but at the same time we've, I think, proven that high working hours does not equal high productivity. Um, That's right, I agree with that. So, uh, actually, the, uh, reduced uh, working hours could help uh, in increase the productivity of the labor. However, that is uh, still low, smaller than the productivity enhancement through the displacement uh, substitution of the labor with the robotics. So, in the long run, in the long run, uh, I think we have to think uh, about the, some uh, steps to uh, compensate for these uh, loss of income because the corporations they would like to hire robotics because the productivity is dramatically increased so that implies that uh, labor force who are middle skill and the middle income would are going to lose their jobs yes as a result the labor market will be the high pay, high skill, high pay, and the low pay, low skill, and low pay. So uh, that is hollow. There is a hollow out of the middle income people. So that is a problem we should uh, for the government to uh, get involved or uh, intervene to uh, help the middle skill and the middle people to be prepared for the upcoming future. Professor Song, thank you very much for joining us today. Mm -hmm. Professor Song yeah. Su Young of Chungang University taking us through some of the main pledges. Another we didn't get to, raising the minimum wage to 10,001. And when we speak of welfare, cutting working hours, increasing job opportunities, does this smack of populism 
at the expense of the economy. That's where I'd like to bring in you, our listeners. Text us your thoughts, pounder sharp, 1013 for 51 per message.